Welcome to Family Life Today, brought to you with the compliments of this station and power to change. We're always encouraged to receive your feedback and comments on the program, but I'll tell you how you can do that at the conclusion. But now, here are your Family Life Today presenters, Dave and Ann Wilson. I think we're living in a day and age where um, it's really easy for marriages to be tempted in every way unfaithfulness we're bombarded with social media we're connecting with people that we've never been able to connect to are you confessing right now no (laughs) we have been really careful in putting boundaries in our marriage but i have a good friend that just happened to reach out to an old guy that she went to college with they had five kids they'd been married for quite a while and sadly enough um she kept connecting and it ended up in an affair and that was one of our best friends and best couple friends. Yeah, and it was um, obviously something we then walked through with them. And the the miracle, God did a miracle. Because I literally said to you, even God can't save this marriage. And that was a horrible thing to think, but he did. Mm-hmm. He really did. But it highlighted how critical protection is to protect your marriage to set up boundaries not just sexually but in all different areas and people younger people think we have been ridiculous like you guys are so overboard because we've been very intentional about protecting and putting boundaries in our marriage yeah and so i think it's a great topic to talk about and we've got the couple in the studio the couple they'll talk about it i mean we've got deborah faleta and her husband john and usually deborah's on podcast and interviews by herself because she's the author, wrote a book called Choosing Marriage, which you wrote without your husband, John. But John's sitting over there in the engineer booth and we had lunch with him. We're like, this guy's got yeah, dynamite. He, I don't know how you guys pulled this off. I, he is amazing. He's never done this? He's never. a physician. He's smart. He's really wise. We're like, oh, yeah. And Deborah, she's amazing. She's a podcaster. She's an author. They're both mom and dad of four kids, one daughter, three sons. Homeschoolers. You guys are just crazy. Yeah, you're both great. homeschooling your kids. So this is fun. Welcome to both of you to Family Life Today. Thanks for having us. Now, John, Thank you. Let me ask you, why, why have you never done this? I don't know. I, I live the adventure from behind the scenes, I guess. He does so much behind the scenes. So he's maybe doesn't do as much with the mic, but so much of the background of the ministry is because of him. So, so you guys have been married how many years? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Four kids. And your youngest is what? Six months old. Six months old. You do homeschool. You do write. You're a therapist. You're an eye surgeon. How do you keep your marriage strong? That's a great question. question. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I would say it's something that we didn't get right in the beginning. Like when you first get married, even as a therapist at the time, I was a therapist in training, you still don't know what, what you're doing. You know, it takes, uh, learning and experience doing things wrong Mm -hmm. and then getting it right. John, did you ever say, stop being a therapist? (laughs) Did you ever say that? I have definitely said that. (laughs) I've heard those words a couple times. I'm not not a client. I'm your husband. Yeah, I would too. I mean, there's got to be times you feel like you're getting analyzed, though. Like I shared with Deborah, you know, at lunch, and when I'm up preaching and I see Jack Wilson, he's a therapist in our church, I feel like... He's got to be looking at me like, oh, my goodness, you have so many issues. Have you ever felt that? 
I don't actually feel that in the reality, being totally truthful, she's usually right. So, so, uh, so, Can somebody so, just give me a little clip yeah, of that to take home? Let's edit that one out. But, but, <laughs> no, but in reality, the, the fun is, you know, we've been learning together, growing together, and it's been amazing to watch our marriage transform over the past decade. And we're still learning today. It's not like yeah. we have it totally figured out, yeah. but we're on the journey together. That's really cool. Yeah, and one of the things you wrote about in Choosing Marriage, but you also together I've I've found you're passionate about is this idea of protecting your marriage. I love yeah. your chapter title. Yeah. Yeah. Always use protection. Right. Obviously we're, you know, tongue in cheek on that one. But talk about protection. How do you protect your marriage? Yeah, and first and foremost, I wouldn't be able to write these chapters if I didn't have a spouse who is helping me live them out. Mm. You don't just write it. You have to mm. live it, you yeah. know. So this is something that I think we're both passionate about. Um, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. And it, it, it doesn't say guard other people's hearts or other people should guard your heart. Like we're responsible for protecting what God has given us. And, and that's our, our marriage. So we're deliberate about that in a few ways, right? John, did you guys start out like that? Like, hey, this is going to be something that we're talking about. This is important to us. Did you start there and know that? I don't think we knew it to start. I yeah. mean, I think we, we've always been totally committed to one another. But I think as we watch, just, you know, as you guys shared, you see other couples falter. You yeah. see people make mistakes. You see, you know, mm-hmm. we see it, unfortunately, on the news all the time with even church leaders. And you realize no one's immune to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can happen to anyone in any place. Including it's a man, us, yeah. Including us. And, and you realize you don't find a great marriage, you make a great marriage. And and part of making it is this process of putting boundaries around your marriage. Mm. What's that look like, Deborah? Like you you have some principles. Start us off with with how how you teach this. Yeah, I would say three main things and we can kind of talk about them in order, but we we protect our emotions, we protect our interactions. And we protect our time. Hmm. Those are like the three, what I like to say, the intruders, because that's where we're most susceptible to making a decision that's not healthy or going down a path that's not good for our relationship. So when it comes to our emotions, you realize that there's so many opportunities to either miss sharing your emotions with one another or ending up sharing them with somebody other than your spouse. Hmm. So we try to be really intentional about making sure that we give the first fruit of our emotional connection to one another. How do you guys do that? Especially now, you've got four kids, and right now you're probably just surviving some days. So how do you do that? I think now it looks like, you know, we're very deliberate with, how we interact in our time. So so like by 9 p.m., you know, we're fighting to get all the kids in bed and kids know it's mommy and daddy time after that. There's no coming in the bedroom. I don't care who's hiding in the closet, you know, <laughs> like like it's our time. And they know that our room is kind of our sanctuary and we're very deliberate about spending time together. Tell What's, them about our Sunday night ritual. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. So something that we started early on in our marriage that I would actually say totally transformed our marriage. Hmm and has made it incredible and has transformed me as a man and in every way has made me better is our Sunday night check-ins. So every Sunday night at 9 p.m., you know, initially I had my iPhone alarm pop off. 9 p.m. comes. I got a, a we, we got a check-in. I now, love that you set your alarm. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't remember. Like yeah. <laughs> That's how I knew that 
he was being intentional about this. Yeah. So your alarm goes off. So our alarm goes off. We hop on the couch. And, you know, the first time we sit there, you know, there's just a lot of crickets going off. And <laughs> and, we're, and it's it was really. Especially for you, right? Yeah, it was really awkward. I'm used to the emotional conversation. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was super awkward. I mean, I, I talked more in 10 minutes with her than I probably shared my emotions my entire life. <laughs> really? Did yeah. you ask some great question, Deborah? I don't recall that I did. I, I I think it was just like having these big picture check-ins. Like, let's talk about how we're doing emotionally. Let's talk about sins and struggles. Let's, just kind of these big picture things that we would both take turns talking well, about. If I said to Dave, like, let's talk about how you're doing emotionally. I was just going to ask, John, what do you say? Because if Ann said that to me, I'd be like, I I don't know. I'm okay. That, that's exactly what I said. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And she's like, well, I don't know. It's not good enough. So then, mm-hmm. so then I said, hey, you know, because at the time I think I was in medical school, you know, there's always this like baseline stress of, you know, if I don't score high enough on my tests, I can't go into the field that I want to study. Oh. And so I want to be ophthalmology, which you have to score really high to get into it. And so I always was feeling a little stressed with school. You know, we literally were living on like, mm. I don't know, $2,000 a year, like basically nothing and loans. So we, we always had money. So like it was my two kids, two little kids. We had two kids. Time. That's why we started this because we were actually not at a good place. Yeah. We were at a place where we were both defaulting to unhealthy patterns and not connecting well Hmm. and it's like this isn't gonna work for either of us like this is not a good place and we can't just let our marriage be on autopilot and just see what happens yeah you know so we were like this is what we we need to be deliberate about connecting so john did you find yourself because i'm thinking okay if i'm you and i i've been you yeah (laughs) you know i felt exactly those things in different times of my life if i was being really honest i would be saying i'm scared yeah I'm afraid. I'm stressed. Um, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I is that the kind of things you're starting talking about? Yeah. And just saying that out loud is like, yeah. oh man, this is gonna be helpful. If and Dave it, said that to me, did you feel like this, Deb? Like that's endearing. That it vulnerability is. It and is. that going deep. It is. And and if there's any bitterness he's working too much or I have too much on my plate in medical school, he's I'm home with the kids. That sharing dissolves that. Mm-hmm. It, it invites you in to their heart. I mean, I feel like it's an endearing thing because it's an invitation yeah. to come and experience what I'm experiencing. Let me share this with you. And why you have to protect your emotions is because it is such an intimate part of who you are. If your spouse isn't receiving that part of you, who is? Mm-hmm. Is it your mom? Yeah. Your sister? Your best friend, or nobody, somebody outside, somebody else. Inappropriate, yeah. You know, like that's where it begins is having that comfort level to just be honest about how we feel. At the weekend, remember marriage getaway that we do at Family Life, we talk about level five communication, where one is sort of superficial, but five is like I'm going to go and open my heart. Yeah. So you're going there. Yeah. Did was that a struggle? It it was unnatural. Yeah. You know, my body's like, hey, this is DEFCON five. <laughs> high alert here, you know, and part of it too, like we confess to each other, we confess sin, Mm. you know, Mm. and and at first it's really awkward to say things you've done wrong. Mm. What's that look like? Hey, it's time for you to confess your sin. You can't ask them about their sin. Is that what you're asking? No, I'm just saying, how did you get into that? Like, (laughs) oh, it's your turn. Now it's my turn. Yeah. How did you decide that? I mean, you, you just begin to realize that it's easy to live 
in a way where you don't fully know each other hmm. unless you're intentional about asking those questions. And it was just a matter of what does it look like to connect with my spouse and to share my heart? James 5 tells us, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you can be healed. Mm -hmm. It's like I had accountability in college with some girlfriends. Why can't we have that in our relationship? And what does that look like That's for each good. of us? I so love this, that. Does this mean there's no secrets? There's no secrets. No, we're open with everything. So, I mean, it started early, like if I had an inappropriate thought or if I looked at a woman inappropriately, I told her. And and you know what happens when you confess those things, you get freedom from them. Yeah. And I realized if I have to tell her these things on Sunday night, you're highly motivated during the week mm. to choose the right thing. Oh, it's accountability. Be, be, because mm. you realize this is what I'm going to share. This is how I'm going to feel. This is how I'm going to hurt my wife. And mm. it's going to make me feel horrible. Mm. And I'm wrong in doing this. That's why I say it's transformed our marriage, made me a better man, because you live in freedom, joy, and then the fullness that you get to experience of being fully known, fully loved, fully accepted is deeper than anything you could imagine. Now, are there, unbelievable. Um, are there cool. things that you think shouldn't be shared, well, like emotionally or too, well, I too far? Tell people that if your life is like a book, chapter by chapter, Make sure that your spouse knows the summary. They don't have to know every sentence and every detail. You know, let's just even talk about that example of I had an inappropriate thought. Well, I don't have to know who it was and what you were thinking and all the nitty gritty details or something in my past. I don't need to know exactly what you did and how you did it. But I just need to have a general idea of where you're struggling and you need to have a general idea of where I'm struggling. It's accountability and it's also freedom you know well, here's a here's a question for you and you're a therapist so i'd love to hear your your thought a husband tells his wife after he's prayed one night i just prayed to god i'd rather be dead than married to you <laughs> should he say that <laughs> this was our conversation this was our me. first year of were, you the, were you the honest one i yes. said that and the second it came out of my mouth this is when the, the first nine months of our marriage the second i said and i said it because we're supposed to be totally honest i don't want to hide anything yeah as soon as it came out i looked at her when i saw her face just drop i was like that was stupid that's one of those things that I didn't need to be that specific about so, it. I really yeah. had just said that because we were really struggling. You were annoyed. Too. Yeah. And yeah. that's the difference. I'm not sharing my honest opinion about what he needs to work on and change and what I don't like about him. Yeah. That's this is good. an honest assessment of me, you. what I'm doing, what I'm struggling with, where I'm at. It's not me assessing him. It's easy to be honest about assessing my spouse. Here's what you got to work on. Yes. But how... The key to freedom, I think, is learning to give that honest assessment to ourselves, taking the plank out of our own eye. And it's that vulnerability of exposing this is who I am and it's not pretty. And having our spouse continue to receive us is the gospel. I think it's really cool that what you're modeling for us can be done by anybody. Part of me is like, well, you're a therapist, so you're really good at this. Like, no, any husband and wife, if they had the guts and the courage to say, let's do a check-in to be honest, this can really change their marriage. And I think a great starting point is you look at your own life and think about what's one thing I want to do better in. And it, it's not going to magically change one day. Yeah. 
You know, it's a process of years and years. And then it's also building in the accountability. Mm -hmm. So being open about things like one of the things that we talked about for protecting your interactions, like I haven't deleted my Internet history the entire time I've had my computer for Mm -hmm. seven years. She has total freedom. She can look at my phone. She can look at my computer. I have nothing I'm afraid of her to see. So we've gone from guarding your emotions. Now you're looking at how you guard your actions. Your interactions. Your interactions. interactions. Okay. And what about you, Deb? What's that look like? What else do you guys do? Just even in the the ministry world, um, you're meeting a lot of people and, and there's so many opportunities to connect with people of the opposite sex. So we're always cautious about not... Um, accepting invitations where we're going to be alone with someone of the opposite sex. I mean, it's really not a big deal to throw in a third party. And it's not even because we're worried or we don't trust each other. Some of it also is just so that there's no opportunity for anyone else to think something might be happening that's not. Not even giving a hint. Mm -hmm. Not even a hint of an opportunity or a misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're just really careful with interactions. If there's someone I'm interacting with on a regular basis via email or text, I'm always telling him what's going on. He's always telling me. We loop each other in. I mean, in marriage, you're one. And so seeing that in the context of your interactions with people, it isn't weird to CC him into an email because we're one. Dave and I do that all the time. Yeah. Well, I'll just include him on the text if it's with another guy. And some people think it's ridiculous. But you're right. We're one. And the last one, you talk about guarding your time. What's that look like? This is the trickiest one. And I think something that we struggle with the most in the world because within seconds, you can be on your phone in the same room, but doing completely different things. John can be playing chess. I can be on Instagram. And the time passes just like that. So I think protecting your time is one of the most important things that you can do for your We really have struggled with this. Just because screen time is just so accessible where it's in our hands, we can work, we can do emails, we can play games. And we have found that to be isolating at times. So you're saying the same thing. So how do you do it? Yeah, I think it's realizing that anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. You just be aware of the choices you're making. So with technology, you know, I try sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, I'm on my phone in the evenings checking things, but being delivered about, okay, this next hour through dinner or whatever, I'm with my phone on the desk. There's nothing really urgent I actually have to get to, you know? So it's putting our phone away. You don't away. need to know what the score is of the game exactly. at that moment. I'm not even going to look over there. <laughs> He's like, that's why I have the watch out. <laughs> yeah, so, so exactly. I, I can look indiscreetly. Just checking the time, honey. Exactly. Oh, they're exactly. ahead by five. That's hilarious. Yeah. The other thing, too, is just um, learning to do things together, like our hobbies, instead of having separate hobbies. Yeah. I did a survey of a 1,000 married couples, and over 50% of them said they have separate hobbies and interests. Think about how much time is spent in separate things with the little time you have that you could actually be doing something together. So we've learned to take up things that the other likes or learn about something that the other person likes or do something together that's new for both of us and just kind of learning to guard our time in that way. I felt like I should probably start playing golf. Uh, (laughs) You don't have to play golf. I should. Tennis is good enough for me. Or you can both take up something new together. That's true. And it also looks really different in different seasons. You know, when I was working, you know, at one point in my training, 100 hours a week, we had young children under five, multiple kids under five. 
the reality is when you have no time, you have no time for hobbies. So right. you need to accept, you know, my free time is not, I can't go out golfing for six hours. You know, right. that's just a poor choice that's yeah. going to separate me from my wife. So when you don't have time, you don't have separate time. You yeah. know, that's just the reality. And I think sometimes as Americans, we try to squeeze everything in, go, 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 go. We don't pause and stop. And that's where we tried to be deliberate about, you know, choosing hobbies together. Like we'll go for walks. We'll go hiking. I love playing chess, random game. She learned how to play chess so she could play with me. I don't love it, but I've learned how to do it. (laughs) Look at you go. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and I think, you know, ultimately this idea of trust, the the fruit of it is that you end up experiencing – the deepest joy, pleasure, satisfaction, greater than any of these other things appear to give you, but you get to experience in your marriage. Well, I mean, I think as I'm listening, the whole idea of protecting your marriage, when you choose to do that, it builds trust. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing I'm hearing is like when when you say, my life is not mine, it's ours. And so my mm-hmm. interactions, you're going to know. Yeah. My internet history, you're going to know. My my conversation with other people, my time, my, my emotions, emotions. Yeah. yeah, that builds trust. Yeah. And a marriage has to be built on trust. And if I'm withholding that, that creates distrust. And then marriage starts to fall apart. So what a great gift mm-hmm. this conversation, I think, has been for couples to say, okay, you have given us really practical. I mean, even if couples just said, okay, let's start with the Sunday night or Monday night, whatever. Yeah, whatever night works or day. Yeah. Do a check-in and say, I'm going to be open with my heart and my life to you. That's going to start something new in a marriage that could save the marriage. Mm. Every single one is like a string, a new string that connects you to your spouse. Mm. The more you have... The more deliberate you have, the stronger your marriage is. And I I love that you guys have been incredibly intentional about your relationship and about your family. It's inspiring to see how God's using you. And I love having John on the broadcast. Yeah, Yeah. John. Thank you, guys. You are awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We want to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America... The issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you have more questions on how to develop healthy marriages, how to be a better parent, how to make romance and sex work well, or how to grow spiritually? Check out some articles that will help challenge you to move forward well at our website. Go to families.powertochange.org.au for more information. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family.